I was hoping to hear Bootsy Collins' voice on there, uh, on that particular song, because Bootsy Collins collaborates with Fatboy Slim on that particular track. And, oh, what a nice way to start out episode 72 of the Brian Oak Show, because, hey, kids, who's ready to rave? Did you bring Did you bring <laughs> glow sticks, Sean? I have a couple, uh, but they're in the trunk. It's a killer neon tank top you're wearing, though. Oh, thank you. Really... I appreciate that. Well, I've been working on my uh, bicep. <laughs> I am Brian Oak. This is The Brian Oak Show. That is Sean Bernard, my partner in crime, although we're not really doing anything illegal here yet. Not yet. But we could turn this studio, the Smart Start MN studio, into like a sweet counterfeiting place, like it's often empty, and we could just let the bills hang up to dry here. That's a... I like that idea. I mean, if, if the shit really goes down like I think it will, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. I, I, I could see us putting our heads together. And really making a mess of things. <laughs> well, exactly, and really going to prison forever. Um, <laughs> what what shit do you think is going to go down? I mean, it has it, can it get worse? So we Irish people, because of a thing called Murphy's Law, Brian, yeah, that's we true. don't ever say it couldn't get any worse than no, this. Ever. We don't ever, ever say that. Now, I jokingly all the time say, like, when I see an article, like, they've decided to arm rats with lasers or <laughs> whatever, that I, I'm always like, what could possibly go on? <laughs> and, but again, that's an extension of Murphy's Law is, as a, fact, as a matter of fact, when I was a kid, I had a Murphy's Law poster that I got from, like, Cracked Magazine or something. Um and it was, uh, or maybe Spencer's Gifts. I can't remember where I got it from. But Murphy's Law wasn't just whatever can go wrong will go wrong. There was a whole list of other laws underneath it, like 90% of everything is shit. <laughs> Which isn't entirely incorrect. Not really. I mean, it's, you know. You try to stay positive, right? <laughs> you try to get through the day. You know, at least our city, Minneapolis, is no longer burning, right? I mean, and, and there are still protests on the regular. There is still a gorgeous tribute to George Floyd down 10 blocks from where we are right here on 38th and Chicago. Uh, but the ripples are still happening, and COVID, it turns out it's weird. Again, I'm not an epidemiologist, Shocking. I know that's going to surprise you. But everywhere that seems to be reopening or everywhere that people are acting irresponsibly, huh, cases are spiking again and more people are dying. More than 3 million cases in the U.S. You kind of fit the profile of a lot of radio people, myself included, although (laughs) I didn't achieve your excellence, where really smart people that just didn't apply themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Like could have been a doctor. Oh, that's a lot of fucking work. You know, actually, there were two things. There were two other things I thought I was going to do with my life. I thought I was going to be an astronomer, and unfortunately, you know, because I thought, oh man, sitting there every night at the observatory, looking through the telescope at the the firmament, the the expanse that lies before us. And then I found out you almost never get to look through a telescope. That it's all just deep ass math, like deep, deep math. Ugh. As like, oh. 
Well, I probably could do that, but no, thank you very much. Quantum physics. Oh, yeah, no, I did this. Oh, the number of equations. I'm like, you know, if I, again, you nailed it on the head, man. If I had applied myself, I'm certain I could have learned it. I just had no desire to. And the other one was to be um, an entomologist. I wanted to study bugs. But oh, then wow. I, I found out, no, most of the time you're not out in the field studying bugs. Most of the time you're sitting in a laboratory somewhere looking at text. And I, I just none of that made me so. Filling out. TPS reports and that bullshit. Honest to God. So I honestly believed. I'm like, then I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to get high and listen to music. And I did. Hmm. And I was able to turn that into a career. <laughs> Take that, all you haters and doubters. Yeah. You know what? A uh, really positive thing, as much as we've talked <laughs> about Murphy's Law today, really positive thing we have to announce today yes. is we have just formed a micro partnership with... That's such a bullshit corporate thing to say. I don't know what that even with, means. With, I don't need it. I just made it up. Oh. Uh, with the Parkway huh. Theater. Yeah. So uh, Turn, Turn, Turn is going to be there a week from Saturday. You're going to MC. Correct. But really cool thing, if you are a current Patreon member, we're going to send you a free link of the show. Everybody else uh, will pay $15 to see the show. We're right. going to help promote you know, the paid-for tickets as well. But if you are a current uh, Patreon member, you're going to get free access to the show. But wait, there's more. What? Wait, how much would I pay? Nothing so far, but there's more. <laughs> but there's more. And the more is we're going to continue to do this, at least for the time being, mm -hmm. uh, while we can't have uh, in-person concerts. Right. And so there's going to be a great opportunity for our Patreon supporters to see upcoming shows uh, free of charge. At the Parkway Theater. Pretty cool. The Parkway is literally two doors north of where we are here in South Minneapolis in the Smart Start MN studio. And they're great people over there. And, you know, local venues are, and not only local venues, national, whatever, venues are closing left and right. And this is a way for them to stay open, to stay active, to be there still on the far side of whatever the far side of this is, uh, but also for bands, you know, like Adam Levy and his friends are, are there. That's turn, turn, turn. And they they need to make money as well. So you may think 15 bucks to watch an online show. Well, I spoke with the folks the Parkway day before yesterday, and they've been working really hard to find the right production company to make this worthwhile, to make it look good, yeah. to make it feel like a concert. And that's the whole bit, right? So for Patreon members, I know we promised you a once-a-month live gig, but then the whole world went upside down. And, and we might be able to make up for it in a big way by offering them every these live streaming shows. And eventually, when they're in person, probably won't be able to have all Patreon members there at the same time, but we'll certainly extend that offer for in-person shows as well. Absolutely. So coming up, we are going to be talking to a local filmmaker out of Mankato, a documentarian, a uh, music video maker, but he works on a national basis. His name is Ryan Sturgis, and he's just come out with something very cool by a super group that I have to admit tickles me more than just a little bit. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him about it. So we'll get back to him very, very shortly. In the meantime... We were sitting here, and you were humming songs, and I was humming songs, and I suddenly, out of nowhere, remembered that Matt Wilson, at, well, we were talking John Munson, that's what yeah, got us yeah, there, yeah. right? And so, you know, you've got Elaine on drums, you've got Matt and Dan Wilson, you've got John Munson, Trip Shakespeare, if you go back and look at any pictures of them in the early days, the crazy <laughs> long hair, the flowing, 
blousy pirate shirts they wore. That was almost you back in the early 90s. It actually was me in the early 90s. No, I, I, I dressed exactly the same way. I just didn't get up on stage and flaunt it. I actually did have the long hair and the blousy shirts. But they did it, and they were musically, musically talented. So uh, let's go ahead and hear a little music from Trip Shakespeare from across the universe. This one's called The Crane. Thanks for listening to The Brian Oak Show. Hear me tell how the hounds of the bankers took my mind to the freaking ridge. How the flames and the howling reminders kept my eyes from the rest at night. When the dogs of the bank are upon me and they come to possess my car, I'll be found at the base of the canyon. I'll be I love that band so, so very much. That comes off the 1990 release Across the Universe, and it's called The Crane. Now, Dan Wilson has gone on to, I don't know, win Grammys, 
writing songs like, uh, well, you know, for Adele and other Dixie people. Dixie Chicks. And- yeah, exactly. So he's done quite well for himself. Matt Wilson continues to be in various and different projects around the Twin Cities, including the new Matt Wilson Orchestra. John Munson, who was in the band, uh, has played with, I, I don't even know where to start, you know, Semisonic along with Dan Wilson and uh, Twilight Hours along with Matt Wilson and the new standards. And so, I mean, they just, they've all continued to make music. I don't know what happened to Elaine. I don't know where Elaine is, the drummer from Trip Shakespeare. This could be sad. It's not going to be sad. (laughs) Uh, The point is, though, uh, so uh, Semisonic, which features John Munson and Dan Wilson, also Jake Schlichter, who wrote a great book, if you ever want to read it, called So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star. Um, They just put out a new single. It's called You're Not Alone, and it's going to be off the band's forthcoming EP. And to me, that's exciting, man. I, I remember meeting those three as a unit back when they were still called Pleasure before they chose the name Semisonic because they had chose that name and they found out there was another band called Pleasure so you can't take somebody else's name because that's a dick move and they decided to change their name to Semisonic. And uh, the first time they ever came in, I was working at Zoe 105 in the late 90s and there were no drums there and they just set up acoustically but there were some empty pizza boxes that Jake used as his drums. Oh my gosh. It, I mean, it, it was old school. I mean, literally bending microphones like these just down oh, yeah. close to the pizza boxes. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I, it's, that's old school stuff. Absolutely. The Brian Oak Show. And uh, we want to thank Buster's on 28th. Buster's on 28th is a restaurant. Some might call it a gastropub but they also pride themselves on one of the most ridiculous selection of both tap and bottle beers in the Twin Cities. They really go very, very deep on it. They also have a lot of wine there, and they're working on the liquor license bit. But in the meantime, you can go there, or you, know, you can like call ahead, Busters on 28th, or go to the website, bustersontwentyeighth.com, and you can arrange a time to sit on the patio. They limit you to 90 minutes so that everybody can get their patio time in this day and age, even though it's hotter than a dinosaur's butthole outside right now. Sorry, did I say that right in the middle of a commercial? That's all right. Okay. Uh, but it really is. It's ridiculous outside right now. Um, but you can go there. You can sit for 90 minutes. You can hang out. Or if you're still not quite, because I'm not really in the in the group that's comfortable to go out and hang out right now. Um, but if you are, you can do that. If not, you call ahead. You order your takeaway. And you can also take away beer and wine. And they got triple Carmelite there, man. They got, they got Trappist Ales there. They've got... Fantastic food. Make sure and order online if you're going to order. It just mm-hmm. makes it easier on everybody rather than hanging with somebody on the phone for a long period of time. Correct. Let's face it. You know how that goes. If there's somebody in the background, one of your kids, that's like, oh, I don't know if I want a burger or if I want a Cubano. Hey, what do want... you kids want? What do you... <laughs> Anybody want chips? Chips. Um, I, want, no, I don't want chips. I want the curly fries. Are they, are they real? What kind of curly fries are they? Yeah, you know, Sean makes an excellent point right there. Life is hard enough these days. Let's go ahead and make it easy. Although I will say this, if you are in the mood for greasy, delicious, perfect onion rings, order their onion rings. Oh, man. I mean, I'm an onion ring snob, kind of, and I I don't like the onion to be too thick because then when you bite, you pull out the whole hot onion that slaps on your face. (laughs) Not the case. Uh, No, Onion burns. Exactly. And then you've got greasy (laughs) onion burns on your face. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why do you think I grew this beard? To cover up all my <laughs> greasy onion burns. Anyway, bustersonn28.com is where you find out more about them, and they're good friends and supporters of the show, so thank you to them. Also, smartstartmn.com is where you go to find out about Smart Start, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means that should you or someone you know or a relative or a friend you get into that unfortunate situation of a DUI, first of all, is a bad idea. You shouldn't have done that. But what's worse, well, maybe not worse, but what's also a problem with, as part of that process is not just getting busted, not just losing your license. You need to get back to work. You need to, even in these uncharted times, you need to get back on the road. You need to be able to go do things. And if you don't have your license, you can't drive your car. Smart Start MN can shorten that period of time and do it very affordably and they're the originals so uh go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show that will give you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock yeah and I, I can't remember which thread it was last night there was a lot of facebooking last night but both mike and ed were real chatty on the old social media last oh, night mike gave me a hard time because i have not dropped them off any totes yet Oh, that well, is my mistake. We we should get. I mean, I I head that way every other day to go work at the record store. I could bring them oh, totes easily. I think we need to do that. Okay, Lee. Hey, look, if they're still a sponsor, we got to get them some totes. <laughs> should we? Uh, should we talk with today's guest? Let's do it. All right. So, episode seventy-two is seventy-two, right? Have we really done seventy-two it's of these? Unbelievable! Things? It's crazy talk. But thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Thanks to all of our sponsors. It is episode seventy-two of the Brian Oak Show, and today we are going to talk to. Um, Minnesota filmmaker and artist Ryan Sturgis. You know, he does more than just make films. In fact, he has a Mankato-based production company called True Facade Pictures, and they have made videos for massive rock stars, but very, very recently just premiered a brand new video for a band called The Empty Hearts. Now, The Empty Hearts, a super group. In, and to some people, they might be like, who? To me... This band is an absolute super group because I know all of them and I like them very much. But first, let's say hello to Ryan Sturgis. Ryan, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, well, I'm not awesome, but I'm 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 hanging in there. <laughs> I'm hanging in there, which I appreciate the fact that you maintain that level of positivity, which I suppose is more important than ever these days. Ryan, so you, before we find out about the Empty Hearts, and before we find out about your legacy of film work that you've done in many different capacities, yeah. where are you from, man? Well, I'm originally from New Hampshire, mm -hmm. uh, and I I grew up in New Hampshire, uh, and I started my film career out in the East Coast in New York and Boston, uh, you know, just going uh, to whatever indie production I could and doing whatever kind of grunt work, you know, I could find uh, in the camera department or electrical or whatever. And uh, I moved to Minnesota uh, almost 13, well, 13 years ago now, um, I followed the love of my life out here uh and she and i are now married and have an eight-year-old but uh, at that point we weren't married and she got a job teaching theater at uh msu at uh minnesota state university mankato mm -hmm. and so uh i'm from mankato now and i i'm a proud proud minnesotan uh, or at least a transplant <laughs> and there's nothing wrong you're always welcome here unlike unlike what many people would have you know you believe minnesotans minnesota nice is can be sort of a shell. It can be kind of hard to break through sometimes, but there are decent people uh -huh. here. And I know that now that you've been here for 13 years, you're able to blend in. So just don't make any sudden movements around lifelong Minnesotans and you should be fine. 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you grow up in New Hampshire, and like, so, and, and I liked what you said because you know anybody who wants to be in any form of entertainment or really just about any industry, you need to put in the hours, right? I mean, so you. You had gaffer's tape stuck to your hands. You moved lights. You had Before you get to be the guy behind the camera, there's a lot of hours and earning. You know, I'm coming off 25 years of radio. Internships are crucial, right? I mean, you, th- that's how you get inside. When's the first time that somebody looked at you and was like, why don't you try this instead? Absolutely. I mean, I, it's, it, it's, it's a labor of love. You know, I... I got a uh, a degree, an undergraduate degree in theater, which is also a great love of mine. And I, I have acted professionally and, and I love music, of course, I'm a singer. And but, you know, if, ever since I was a kid, I've just been obsessed with with cinema and, and, and classic cinema really uh, is the is the heart of hearts for me. Um, you know, I grew up watching old movies with my mom, you know, and 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 just the magic of the communication that can take place. Um, through movies to me has always been something that I, I just um, just felt like a part of me. So, you know, when, when you've got that, um, you know, and it, it's, it's, it, I, it's hard to, it's hard to figure out what to do with school. You know, it's like, am I going to go do, uh, you know, get a degree in, in film um, in New York, or am I going to, you know, follow this passion or follow that passion? Well, I went to, I went to school with theater and I, and as much as I loved it, I just kept getting called to film. So during the summer, um, I would go out to New York, and uh, I was fortunate enough to know, you know, an aunt's sister in the in the in the uh, pre-production business, and so I got an internship. Um, you know, the first big film project that I worked on was in 2005, and it was a film called. It was this really bad romantic <laughs> comedy starring Matthew Modine. It was called Kettle of Fish. And, and it was just a magical experience you know, right. for me, being young, having as much energy as any human on earth uh, could have, and just you know going from one location to another in New York City and seeing this process unfold. Uh, who cares you know what the end result ended up being the process itself was just amazing and so you know I just I, I, I've dedicated my uh, energy to that art form and you know it, 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 it's um, I've also I've also never been able to uh, go do a normal job I've never been able to really handle um, you know a nine to five or having a boss or any of that awesome stuff that uh, other people can do um, and so you know for me it was a matter of trying to follow uh, that 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 passion in a way that's going to work for my brain which um, ended up being you know creating uh, my own my own production company and doing what I can with it and starting you know just telling stories I started telling stories for in, independent you know small businesses here in Mankato you know a, 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 a recreational company that does canoe trips and um, you know a yoga studio whatever uh, where whoever needed you know whoever had a story to tell um, that's where I started and you know I there's been plenty of opportunities for me to grow up and get a real job and i just haven't quite been able to figure out how to do it nobody wants to fill out a tps report ryan nobody wants to fill out a tps report unfortunately some people have settled for it you and i are different because you know when you talked about telling stories so as i said before it's about putting in the hours so you start a new production company true facade pictures yeah you know it's I, I can't do it either. I, you know, I, I, I lost my good, my really nice, reliable job late last year. And, um, 
I decided I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to work at a record store. I can't, I can't, I can't fill out a TPS report, man. I cannot do it. So I'm glad that you're sticking to your guns. Uh, let's talk about that uh, real quick because I want to hear a song and then we can talk more about your journey and the things that you've done. But the reason we're talking to you is very recently on Rolling Stone, you premiered your latest video project by the rock supergroup, The Empty Hearts. Now, the cars have been in my top five and i have friends that go back to my teenage years so they will verify that the cars have always been an absolute unbelievable staple and elliot easton who plays guitar for the cars he's the lead guitar player never has a new wave band because a lot of new wave bands were guitar bands or they were synthesizer bands and yeah. there's never been a band to me that balanced it better. So whether they pointed to Greg Hawks, who was on Synthesizer, and said, you got eight bars, you got three bars, you know, or the same to Elliot, and he would fill it and then and go back to it. And I've met him before, and he's one of the nicest people on the planet. But Elliot Easton of the Cars on guitar, Clem Burke of Blondie is in there, Wally Palmer of the Romantics, and Andy is Babwick of the Chesterfield Kings? Yeah. Andy Babuke, yeah. Babuke. All right, so how is it that you, you know, despite your connections previously and all those sorts of things, how is it that guy who makes films out of Mankato is suddenly filming the latest video for this rock supergroup? Yeah, uh, so that story goes back um, about three and a half years ago or so. Uh, there was a Minnesota native uh photographer his name is rob shanahan he's from norwood minnesota and he came to msu to do a keynote speech and at that point i had a studio downtown uh in mankato it was a recording studio and it had a stage and i did a lot of film and 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 audio production out of there um and i was working with a uh, a student group from msu in the music industry department to put on some events as part of their curriculum and so rob shanahan uh, who is now a, a great friend and um, colleague. You know, at that point, uh, I didn't know him at all. He came to the studio and he brought us photographs and he shot, you know, uh, the best of the best. Um, you know, the, the, he's got Ringo, he's got Paul, he's got uh, all of the Stones, you know, um, and he's got Sheila E. And of course, you know, it, just an incredible resume. He brought... Uh, large portraits of his of his photos to the studio and did this keynote speech and there i am just like wow this is amazing you know just loving music so much and so after his keynote was over i went up to him and said you know are you in town for because he lives in la um uh, you know now and it has for years has for decades and i said are you um you know in town long enough for me to interview you because this is really another great passion of mine is just interviewing people it's become really what I do most uh, often, you know, as, as an independent production company, um, I don't have that many opportunities to, to produce full scale feature films, let alone even in short films. So a lot of my work has been documentary uh, based or, or, or music video based. So, you know, an interview is what I wanted. And that interview turned into an opportunity to go to Norwood with him for a day and have him just sort of show, uh, show show us around it was me and 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 um my my partner in crime at that point michael michael uh and i grabbed a couple of other kids that we knew that was uh you know could could lug a camera and we went to norwood and um you know we did a little piece on on rob shanahan which we subsequently sent to him um 
and actually we we brought it out to him uh my my friend michael and i drove out to la uh, uh, i don't know six months later um for uh you know just to go out there and uh to see a friend and to be in la and we brought the piece to him and he loved it and so we started a relationship and we started documenting uh his photo shoot um and you know it was something that you know was going to be a documentary project or it was going to be a series or we were going to you know do something with this material and you know we still have aspirations of putting together a full uh feature documentary but in the in the meantime, you know, we were doing projects that were promotional material for music companies like uh, DW or Gretsch, or, uh, you know, we did a whole series for Zildjian, which is what brought uh, brought me to the um, Rolling Stones concert last year in um, New Jersey. And remember when I got to meet Charlie Watts and interview Charlie Watts. So it has been, you know, and, and of course, here I am trying to balance what I'm doing here in, in Southern Minnesota, which is really some great work with some independent businesses and uh, a lot of nonprofit organizations, a lot of great storytelling happening. Um, and, you know, being drawn to the opportunity to work with some of music's kings and queens, you know, and, and, you know, to be in LA and to do more of the entertainment side of things. So that is how I met the empty hearts group um, because Rob Shanahan had shot uh, a previous um, record cover cover for them, their first album, mm-hmm. shot the record cover, and he was shooting the record cover for this second album. And you know, um, what what was cool is that they, you know, they're just really cool guys, and they they're very collaborative. And you know, they said we we need to get some video, and so we about a year ago, I, I was we were out in L.A. and we shot two music videos for them. One uh, for for their LP. Uh, one is called run and hide and the other is called coat tailor and um you know that was when um their their plan was to you know cut the album make a couple videos uh release the album and tour the album well since since that since then that plan has obviously gone awry no one can tour their album at the moment and so um it was it was that opportunity to do those first two music videos that brought uh, the relationship to a, a, a good place where, where Andy um, and Wally were able to call up and say, hey, man, you know, we're not going to be able to tour uh, for the second album, so we want to do more video. And um, what do you think? And and that, at that point, I was here also in quarantine, and I said, what do I think? I said, I think it sounds like some work. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> work, is, work is always good, man. Well, the second album is in, in entitled shockingly enough the second album and it's not out until late august and it's going to be coming out on little steven's wicked cool records but here we are local filmmaker ryan sturgis and him doing the empty hearts let's go ahead and hear the song because it seems poignant it seems appropriate it seems timely to say the very least and the video is good i'll share a link a little later on on my social media but it's called the world has gone insane it's the empty hearts here on the brian oak show
Supergroup The Empty Hearts have a brand new record on the way called The Second Album, which, if you can't read between the lines on that title, is actually their second album. It'll be out at the end of August. It'd be odd if it was their fourth album, and they called it The Second Album. Well, but see, that's like... (laughs) That's like Frank Zappa level stuff right there. <laughs> oh, so that I'm is, uncle, man. that's a huge Zappa fan. Yeah, I tried, man. I if you, if, <laughs> if, you, me too. if you don't have a degree in music theory, people like Zappa are really hard to dig, man. I it, oof. anyway. Um before we go any further and re-engage our guest today, Ryan Sturgis, I want to make sure that we get our final sponsor in, and that would be none other than the other voice you hear, Sean Bernard, who in addition to being a bon vivant a man around mm. town, mm. Uh, is a realtor for uh, Edina Realty at the 50th and France location, but you represent the entire region, and you're telling me that despite COVID spikes and lockdown and all the, well, as that song said, the world has gone insane. It literally has gone insane. People are still renting. People are still selling. People are still buying. They are. I'm actually doing an open house for a place over in Crystal on Saturday, and I will be in full mask and glove regalia, so I will be uh, I will be ready to see the people. Have you ever thought about a branded hazmat suit? Like Edina Realty goes with that light blue, don't they? Or is it dark blue? No, it's uh, red and white. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. So I got the colors <laughs> wrong. Doesn't matter. Okay. What What about like a fully branded hazmat suit, just to give people that sort of 
end of ET feeling. I want what I want is the new SpaceX suits. Those are way cooler. They're than, super cool. Yeah, the SpaceX suits. I don't because my head is already big enough. <laughs> I don't want the old school spacesuit where my head looks even larger. Well, I want. I'm going with the SpaceX, just just small enough where I can breathe and. Have the glass like half inch from my face. Okay, well, very good. So anyway, that that's just me spitballing right there. But people can still buy, they can still sell, you can still do open houses, and the market has. Uh, while I'm certain it's slower than it has been in the past, people are still making these kinds of transactions and moving from one situation to another. That's correct. You can call me at six one two eight five nine two five nine four. That number is also text worthy six one two eight five nine two five nine four. Oh, that's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. <laughs> Episode 72 of The Brian Oak Show. We're talking to filmmaker and artist Ryan Sturgis, uh, who is based in Mankato, but has traveled around the world and has done all kinds of things. Ryan, when you were growing up, so I know you're from New Hampshire, and you moved here, what, 13, 14 years ago. When's the first time right. that you picked up a camera? You know, Did you fall in love with photography first or filmmaking first? Uh, for me, it's always been cinema. Yeah, mm-hmm. so my first... My first camera uh, that I ever played around with was my home video camera, which was about the size of my desktop computer. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're heavy. VHS, you know, number. And so you took took, like the the classic VHS and you popped it in. And um, the first video editing software I ever used was called, uh, it was called, um, I'm forgetting the name now, but a Casablanca machine. Okay, it was wow. Casablanca, and and you you put the you know the RCAs from this video. Uh, it had two slots for VHSs. You put the RCAs into a TV, and you would just take you know uh, the tape from one video and rewind it and start it where you wanted to, and then press play, and that's what would go on the next VHS, and that's how you edited your. Your project. So you, you're, and, I mean, you know, the, you're basically, you're basically making a mixtape. Like, I mean, like you go back to the old school well, where you're, is. you're recording off vinyl yeah, and putting it on cassette. You're making a mixtape. Absolutely. It, it absolutely was a mixtape. And so the first editing, you know, major editing project um, that I did was it was in high school. I edited, you know, the senior video for, for my class. Um, and, and, and up to that point, I had just been, you know, messing around with camcorders and, you know, I had a high eight a Sony Hi8 uh, camera uh, in early high school that I took a lot of videos on, some of which I'm glad were lost, and, and, and some of which I'm, I'm glad someday I hope to, you know, translate. But, you know, I, it, it, it's always been, um, you know, that capturing uh, of, of reality and, and turning it into something that speaks to people from an artistic uh, place has always been just fascinating to me. You know, I mean, that idea that if you were to, if you were to just turn a camcorder on a scenario, no one would really want to watch that. But if you take that scenario and then you add other layers to it, you add a piece of music or you add some important composition or you add, you know, the right lighting or even a costume piece. I mean, you're adding these layers and then, then that's when it feels real to you. I mean, that's why the name of my company is True Facade Pictures because you've got to have a really good facade at work in order for the feeling to be true in that you know, process of, of understanding what you're getting through the, through that cinema. So for me, it was, it, I love, I love turning that camera on, but the editing 
has always been, um, I think, the art, the most artistic part of it for me. Well, um, so, and, and so and that's so, what I yes, want. That's what I want to ask great. you about is the editing part. Is because I think anybody could turn on a camera and film something, but not unlike audio or doing something audio related, where there's also a tremendous amount of editing. I think filmmaking has so many more moving parts, and the amount of work that has to follow up after. You know, whether you want to call it primary shooting or rolling film or whatever is done, if you don't love that, if you don't bring a tremendous amount of passion to that, there's no, it's like me, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I wanted to be an astronomer until I found out that 98% of astronomy is not looking through a telescope. It's doing heavy math and gigantic <laughs> equations. And I just didn't have it right. in my guts, even though I found it fascinating. I'm like, no, that's not how I'm spending my life. But for you to do this, I mean, the, the post-production is is even more work than the in, in the original production can be a lot, man. Whether it's p- coming up with the interview or scripting or costuming or whatever the case is, getting your initial cuts of footage, that follow up, the, the post production is is really the heavy lifting. And if you don't love that, you can't do what you do. It's true. It's true. And and that's where the story is told in a lot of what I have done. You know, I, I have not done a whole lot. I've I've, I've produced. Uh, a handful, half a dozen, you know, really fun short films where we scripted it all out and there were costumes and actors involved. Most of my work uh, as, a, as a career filmmaker has been, um, you know, reality, telling telling story through people's actual words. So you have the interview process, which I love. Um, you have the filming process, which I love. Uh, and then mostly you have that editing process, which... I I, I I don't just love it. It's something that makes me feel aligned. You know, it's something that really, um, th- th- when I'm doing it, I don't notice the time going by. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, you know, I, I won't eat, you know, just because that's what I, it, it, it so it's, it's, it's because what the, what you get is a story at the end of it. You're shaping the story. You're really writing. It's really writing, um, you know, in a lot of ways, that's how I view it. And, so it's really, really been interesting because as COVID has hit here, I had not done any production. I'm not allowed to be in the room with anybody, you know. Um, and and I've tried, and I've you know I've been I've been hoping to get more editing projects. It's not, it's you know it, it, it they're few and far between. But when these guys called and said we need to make a video, you know, I said we can do this. We can we can. The cool part was that, you know, they were going through the track list and they were trying to decide what they should do first you know what they should put out and little steven uh the the founder of wicked cool records who mm-hmm. the label for the for the band um you know picked this song and said man we we've got a a, a a correlation here between what this song is about and what's happening to all of us and you know in the interview that elliot easton did for rolling stone magazine he said it's one of those songs that ends up having you know greater meaning than it originally was intended to have um and and it was really true so when they picked that song and they said uh you know what can you do from home um and you know we'll give you full creative control wow with something that'll engage you know it for me it was a dream come true because i like i said i love that editing process um and this the the song all obviously spoke to me and honestly, it ended up being, you know, really a cathartic process uh, to come up, you know, to my studio in the in the attic here and work on this um, amongst all this craziness. Ryan, let me ask you, if, if, if people want to, I and mean, I have a couple more questions before we wrap things up here, but um, 
if people want to not only check out your work, but also would like to see this new video by the Empty Hearts, Elliot Easton of the Cars, Clem Burke of Blondie, Wally Palmer from the Romantics, and Andy Bobbick from the, Ch- the Chesterfield Kings, if people want to see this video that you have cobbled together out of an obvious love and passion, what's the best place for people to find Ryan Sturgis online? Yeah, so you can uh, you can go straight to the True Facade Pictures website, which is truefacadepictures.com. Truefacadepictures.com. Just making sure that people hear that. Yeah. Truefacadepictures.com. Yep. All right. Yep, that has all of my uh, most recent work, uh, including my stuff with uh, the Stones and um, uh, you know all the all the work that I've been doing with in the music industry. It's got the music videos, the first uh, video in the in the list of. Uh, videos that are on there um, about halfway down the, the web page uh, through a Vimeo portal. But you can also find this uh, official music video on YouTube. And I, I, I would I'd highly recommend going that route um, just because it gets us our, our likes and, and such. Right. So, you know, it's, it's the world has gone insane. Uh, official music video on YouTube. You can definitely find it on the Wicked Cool Records. YouTube channel on the Empty Hearts website um, and on my YouTube channel as well, which is True Facade Pictures YouTube channel. I have, I have uh, so that's I, where you can find it. Okay, beautiful. I have, I have two important questions before we go and hear one more song from the Empty Hearts. One, I know that you've interviewed Mick Fleetwood. He, ever since I saw the Peter Jackson uh, interpretation of Lord of the Rings. Mick Fleetwood is like a treant. He's like one of the ancient tree beings that comes out of the forest <laughs> to pull down Isengard. Is he that tall? Is, I mean, is he as freakishly oh tall as He's I so imagine? Tall. He is, and he is so beautifully dressed all the time. Right. Uh, the man has style like you wouldn't believe. I, is, oh, I believe is, it, dude. I've seen tall. the record covers. I've seen the record covers. I believe it. I know. Yeah. And, and he's so tall, and his wingspan is even a little longer, you know. And so the guy can run, you know, from across the room. And he's an incredibly articulate, uh, passionate, honest, authentic guy, too. I mean, it was one of the best interviews I've ever had. With, yeah, with, and with, I don't, I don't mean to do it. I don't mean to denigrate him at all. I just, every time I see him standing next to someone oh, or watch anything, I mean, he's he's this willowy, towering figure, <laughs> but not like too willowy. Like, I'm like, that guy, man, if if he didn't like partying and drumming so much, he might have gone into something athletic. He just, he seems like a gigantic individual. He is a very large person. All right, so my other question is this, and this one we may actually go a little deeper than you'd like to. Uh, I didn't realize you majored in theater in school, and then the very next thing you said after you told me that was you're also a singer, you love music. So I happen to be a lover of musical theater. Are you the same? Uh, yes, I am, uh, for, for the most part. Yeah, I, no, agreed, I, I agreed. Do my, I do have my certain musicals that'll grade great on me but i do love musical theater and i i've done musical theater professionally um and we just my family and i just watched ham hamilton on disney plus on friday when it came out yeah yep. we're, we're, we're a musical theater family and my wife directs musical theater every once in a while she's more of a shakespeare and, and straight play gal but yes we love musical theater in our, in our home my wife is a choral instructor by trade and has been for coming up on 30 years and uh, for uh, you know a local uh, middle school but we both grew, grew up doing musical theater uh, I did play Merlin in Camelot just to throw that <laughs> out there um, bummer is though if you go back and look 
Merlin doesn't get a song in Camelot. Oh. Now he gets some he gets some juicy lines and he gets to chew the scenery a little bit, but he does not get a song. However, the following year, I did play Paw Carnes in Oklahoma, and so I sang. Hey. The farmer and the cowman should be friends. Um, and I got to be honest, Curly in Oklahoma. Come on, really? Well, yep, I, got some, I got some juicy parts. <laughs> Danny, Danny in Greece, Curly in Oklahoma. What? Uh, I was the I was the wolf in Into the Woods. That was fun. Come on, wow! You, but you were Danny in Greece. I know. Huh? That's that's the Keep bit, your man. Heart out. Yeah, I, 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 I currently am. I know. I currently am. Oh, Sandy. My, oh, <laughs> my my favorite era. You better shape up. Bop, bop, bop. Uh, there no, you my, go. My favorite era is. Oh man, uh, I watched that movie like nine hundred times before I played that part, and uh-huh. I haven't seen it since. Really? <laughs> you got burned out, did you? <laughs> I think I I think I burned it out a little. All right, so <laughs> it was awesome. I'm not a huge fan of the modern era. Like I went to see Rent, and I, and that's not even the modern era. What is that? Twenty twenty five years ago, it didn't do anything yeah, for me. I, I'm more of uh, and I know that there are still great musicals being made, but I'm really more of a early seventies rock musical like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, Hair. Yeah. That's kind of my jam. I mean that's that's yeah, really absolutely. but I also like the earlier stuff like West Side Story. Oh yeah. Good luck picking a better musical like a musical that can actually stand up song for song, actor for actor against West Side Story. Good fucking luck. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's a tough one to beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'm sorry. I did not mean to derail us talking about this, but you said you majored in theater. But I mean, that adds to your ability to know what a frame looks like, to know when to edit things, to know when to cut. Blocking is important, and editing is important. So you have done the Empty Hearts video, The World Has Gone Insane. People can find it at truefacadepictures.com. What, I mean, and again, nobody knows, right? We're, as, as the song states, the world has gone insane do you have anything else that you're working on or that that is going to be coming up in the not too distant future yeah i've been really fortunate to have the opportunity to work on a few other songs on this album in fact this has been uh you know kind of a godsend to have wally and andy call up and say you know that they, they they that they want to collaborate on this album in lieu of the tour that they were really excited to do and so i i do have a few more videos coming out from uh, you know along with this album um you know then the album again is, is released it will be released on august 28th and uh videos to follow so uh fortunately i get a chance to continue doing um you know this really cool combination of things i love which is cinema and music uh for you know at least uh, a few more shots so I'm pretty excited about that. My favorite thing that you said on this entire interview is that it's about telling stories. And that has been the point, you know, so people were asking early on what the Brian Oak show was about. I'm like, I don't know. I've never done a podcast before. Who the hell knows? But what I've, what I've learned over the course of 70 plus episodes is that it's about storytelling. It is about telling, you know, whether it's international, whether it is national, whether it is hyper local, whatever the case may be. If you're going to cut through the clutter, if you're going to matter to anybody, you have to tell a good story and talk to the right people. And there are people who have a great story to tell but aren't any good at telling it, which as you as a filmmaker, I know you have to understand because that's where editing comes in, right? I mean, that's where that's where it's your job to make sure the story that they are telling comes through crafted properly. And uh, and so that's what the Brian Oak Show is about. So before we go, and before we get into the last song here that I'm going to let you uh, 
set up for us. I need to thank our Patreon members. Uh, again, not this Saturday the 11th, but Saturday the 18th. Correct. Turn, turn, turn. We're playing at the Parkway Theater. Can you go? No, you may not. You <laughs> cannot go. But I will be doing the MC duties with, I don't know, some sort of stylish tuxedo mask. I like it. Yeah, well, I don't have one, but I'll try to find one. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, but but our, our Patreon members will be given, because this is a, a ticketed event. This is a $15, because they're really, they're up in the production value, and it's 15 bucks to watch. But our Patreon members will be able to watch for free. So patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show if you want to get on board, if you want to be a part of what we're doing here. We continue to... We definitely intend, once we can get back outside, we're going to get back to the live events. In the meantime, we're going to try to find online options that make it worth your while to be a member. Sean, I hope uh, hope you're well. I am. I'm... I'm leaving town either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. I just got to get my fucking taxes done first. Oh. God damn it. Oh. Oh, I w- <laughs> Shocking that I would save it until the last minute. Nobody <laughs> saw it coming. Uh, but I'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, and also, um, Ryan, uh, thank you very much. And good luck with everything, man. I know these are, uh, you know, my least favorite terms right now are uncertain times, uncharted <laughs> territory. We're all in yeah, this together. Yeah, but but I mean, every single damn commercial, whether it's on radio or television, and I get it, and they, it's all true, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, you're, you're still trying to sell me car insurance, even if you, like, use that plaintive right, voice. Yeah, of, so things aren't that uncertain, are they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you exactly. For capitalism. Well, and again, I, I, you know, I'm not entirely against capitalism. I've been a beneficiary of it in the past, but also, like, Indeed. just, just like, let's, let's not exploit a literal global global pandemic just to keep moving product. It's ridiculous. So, uh, Ryan, I'm glad that you're working with this band because I like, uh, I I don't know Wally or Andy, but I've met both Clem and Elliot, and they're a good, good band. And that last song we heard was good. So as we walk our way out of here, again, thanks to everybody, including Smart Start MN. We're in the Smart Start MN studio. Tell me about the song that we're about to listen to as we call things off, The Empty Hearts Remember Days Like These. Yeah, so the band is amazing, and you know their backgrounds are incredible. They they came together, you know, to do this group at, out of just the pure love and joy for music, and they decided that they wanted to put a band together, you know, that sort of commemorated the music that they grew up loving, and a lot of that stuff was the British Invasion stuff, including especially the Beatles, and they just love that. They love that music. They share that love. That's why they're doing what they're doing. It's a really incredible thing to be a part of for me and to uh, have the opportunity to sort of visually articulate their the, the, the lyrics of their album has been incredible. And this next song, uh, Remember Days Like These, is really an important song for the group because it features one of their uh, favorite musicians of all time, one of most of our favorite musicians, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr plays on the drum track for Remember Days Like These. You know, Wally Palmer was in the Ringo Starr all uh, the all-star band for a while. And so um, they, they, they have a good relationship with him and he was willing to uh, lay down the, the, the drum track for this next song. And 
you know, I'm looking forward to hearing the response to the album and to the music videos. As, as I said, it comes out on August 28th. And thank you guys for the opportunity to, to talk uh, talk about this process. Thank you. Very good, Ryan. Hey, and by the way, once everything reopens again, we have our own dedicated studio, the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis on 48th and Chicago. We would love to have you in person again to talk about upcoming projects. And also, Ringo just celebrated his 80th birthday that guy is holding up awfully well for 80, man. I mean, I just, I saw a recent picture of him. I'm like, holy crap, 80 years old. And he looks, well, frankly, he looks better than I do. That's a good point. Ah, shut it, Sean. <laughs> hey, Ryan, thank you very much. We're going to hear one more song from the Empty Hearts. My thanks to Ryan Sturgis, truefacadepictures.com if you want to find out more. Ryan, be well. Good luck surviving the lockdown. And thanks for bringing us these songs. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. I've done my best. I've done my time. Don't think it up it all. Made my bed and I'm in it now. Facing the present with you. Cause these are days to remember. Remember days like